gonna say it. You can say it. Welcome back to the Becoming Shameless Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Wallace. I'm your host, Josiah Baines. This is our guest. Mia Adams. And today we'll be discussing our power of routine. So, what would you like to ask our guest, Josiah? Um, first of all, Nia, how are you? How you been doing? <laughs> we went to high school with Nia. And middle school. And middle school. Uh, we know Nia for, uh, I don't even know how many years that's been. A fourth grader. So Four, like eight years. Yeah. So, what's you, what's you been up to? What's been going on? Yeah, how's life treating you? So, as you guys know, um, I currently just moved back to Virginia. I went to North Carolina um, for undergrad. Yes, I went to A&T, go Aggies, Aggie Pride. Um, And I just recently relocated to Richmond in August. Um, I work in the athletic department, doing development. And recently, I've been well. I've been blessed. I just, you know, maybe a year in started getting locked in mm-hmm. with God, strengthening my That's relationship, right. picking up my, uh, you know, picking up my cross, and it's it's been a journey, <laughs> and so, uh, long story short, though, I've been blessed, um, and I'm happy to be here. So, what was your growing up, so you said recently you just started picking up your cross, so what was your, before that, like, what was, was you, like, going to church when you was a kid, yeah. parents drove, drove <laughs> you in the church, world, or, like, how was it, how was it? So, yeah, I grew up in the church, um, my family. What church you go to? First Mount Zion Baptist Church hey. in Dumfries. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally grew up in the church, um, my family were Baptist, um, and I feel like my whole entire life, um, I've always known to, like, you know, be... A believer you know I served in the youth ministry I was in the choir um, went on mission trips mm-hmm. all of that we go we went to the Bahamas uh, 20 Ooh, a mission trip or yeah vacation? it was a mission trip we oh, went okay. with the church okay, <laughs> we bad. went to the Bahamas we were there for like a week uh-huh. maybe two um, but yeah so I was always a believer but I feel like just recently, you know, I've started to actually become a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Big difference. Huge difference. Mm. And so, yeah, um, before I actually became a follower, I always would say, you know, God first, God over everything. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't living that way. I was in the world. Typical. I was in the world, like... Yeah. Even, like, though in my head I'm thinking, like, you know, God, like, I love him. He's my everything. Mm -hmm. My actions was not showing that. Mm -hmm. And so um, the reason why I say, like, this journey has been, like, a ride is just because, like, now that I'm starting to, you know, try and walk that narrow path, it so much is being revealed to how I was living so low Mm -hmm. in terms of boundaries, Mm -hmm. uh, falling into temptation, Mm -hmm. My habits, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, my habits is like a, ma- a major thing. And um, so again, just being here today alone, being able to sit, reflect is a blessing in itself. Beautiful. Because there was a point in time where I was just going with the motions of life mm-hmm. day, di- day by day. Also mm-hmm. like thinking, expecting bad things to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it was normal. And it's like, in like reality, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. So it was the headspace I was in to like, so to move to like a new headspace, new mindset, renewing the renewing of my heart is just beautiful, um, mm-hmm. beautiful thing to see. When you say expecting bad things to happen, like what you mean, like you were consciously going through life, like waiting for for something bad to like that SpongeBob meme when he kept holding the package. Like standing outside looking like this, like that, like yeah, that was like me. I literally catastrophized everything. Like I just expected the worst, and it uh-huh. was my headspace. It was like because of like the way I was living, and just me again going through the motions of life, living in the world. Um, like for instance, I could meet people, uh-huh. and I'd be like, "Oh, well, they're not going to be in my life for long. They're not going to be my friends. They're not going to, you know, like just the worst out of everything. Even like opportunities, I was like, I, you know, I'm not going to get that job. I don't uh-huh. deserve this job. Yeah, like negative. completely negative. Like just expected the worst out of everything. And again, I thought it was normal. Uh-huh. Like until I was like, my eyes were opened. I didn't even think like 
there was anything wrong with that. I thought that was my life. Uh-huh. And so just yeah, it, it's it was it was bad. That's beautiful. That's though. crazy. Because you know, in the world, you know what I'm saying, the go with the flow, you know, this either sink or swim. But yeah. you know, we serve a God who can walk on water. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I know that. Where right. do you where do you think that 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 kind of came like do you did you think like you were being like you deserved to be punished so God wasn't gonna give you good stuff? Was it self sabotage? Like, yeah, know? like what was I think it was a it was self sabotage uh, excuse me it was self sabotage mm-hmm. of course but I also think it was letting my emotions uh-huh. take mm-hmm. triumph and you know emotions like they're not like they're yeah literally yeah. and so they're not facts and so I let my emotions get the best of everything um, I was kind of just operating in a, like a opportunist mindset too which is like really bad to say but it was just like maybe if I do this I'll get that if I go here I'll get and so it's just like yeah and so I was just not really being genuine not really being pure Mm -hmm. and so it was never a point well actually I'm I'm not gonna lie there was a point where I was like at my lowest lowest where I was like what did I do to deserve this life? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, growing up, I've always had dreams. I've always had visions. And when I got to that point, like, everything that was happening to me, I just never imagined mm-hmm. happening to me. So I'm like, what did I do to get here? Mm-hmm. However, I didn't realize that it was, like, basically the acts of my disobedience. Mm-hmm. Like, my bad habits was literally mm-hmm. keeping me in the same cycles, yeah. keeping me in the same space. Like, if I'm going to be completely honest, a lot of people don't know this, but I was in, like, the same headspace mindset, like, uh-huh. miserable for, like, two to three years. Yeah. And mm. it was hard. <laughs> like, yeah. it was so hard. I was so angry. I was so miserable. But, again, like, it was because of my behavior. It was because mm. what I was choosing to do. It was because of my habits that kept me in that space. And so. So, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Because she, 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 she said habits twice. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah. what's the importance of having healthy habits as a follower of Christ? so i genuinely believe like Mm -hmm. every single thing that you do leads up to like what's next in your life and i'm not just talking about like opportunities i'm not talking about jobs i'm not talking about like relocating i just mean like the little things like if i wake up and i eat 20 chicken wings and you know a a large fry on the side like you're gonna be sluggish Mm -hmm. so it's like the little things like forming good habits and when it comes to like a christian lifestyle you have to keep god first Mm -hmm. like (laughs) i don't think like i cannot emphasize that enough and i know it's like everyone says that it's easier said than done but it's like no you literally do have to prioritize god everything you do do like not just for god but like with god like this life like you're doing it with god so having those good habits Mm -hmm. having those healthy habits having the spiritual structure literally god starts to reveal to you allows you to see like where you could be going wrong, where you might need to, you know, get better in, what you need to do, where you need to go, so and so, so on and so forth. And so it's like the habits are so important because if you stay in the just going with the flow, if you stay making decisions that give you comfort in that immediate moment, but like, you know, will will bite you in the butt later on, like you're going to stay in the same place. You're going to stay in the same cycles. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be upset. And so... I think having mm. those healthy habits is very, very, very important. I agree. My it's crazy too. how you say that because the devil works in cycles and the Lord works in seasons. And a lot of times, say with like the cycles, he would call them to leave and be different places. But a lot of times in cycles, you're stuck doing the same thing, stuck in a routine. And routine is simply feels to be a, a worldly or carnal type of ideology Religion. because... God will call you to do anything and go anywhere mm-hmm. on a whim. It's not about a routine. So I think it's important that the viewers are aware that a lot of things that are of routine usually aren't actually of God. Because God will call you to go to California if he wants you to, you know what I'm saying, on a whim. So I, I do think that's important how you brought up, you know, the importance of, you know what I'm saying, just the habits that you have in your life. I think one thing that I definitely got from... Uh, you explaining your habits in summary is, is making daily deposits and I feel like that's one thing aside from you know uh, our relationship with God just on a day-to-day basis to somebody who's not a follower of Christ mm-hmm. making your daily deposits in your life like you're at work right mm. and you're continuing to make the deposit mm. of being late then you're not going to, you know, you're not going to reap the benefits 
you know what I'm saying? You'll have nothing to withdraw from that account. So if I'm continuing to make my deposits in my account that are that are good and that are, you know, whatsoever is good, whatsoever is, you know, the what the Bible says, it's it's important that, um, you know, when you make those deposits, then you have something to withdraw from. Uh, one thing, a basketball reference is, is you know, you making sure you putting in the work every single day and, and stuff like that. And then when it comes game time, you have something with, to withdraw from. If you're not putting in the work, mm-hmm. and if you're not doing the little things like you said, then mm-hmm. it's gonna your shot will be broke. Exactly. When it, when it comes game time, you're not gonna hit nothing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. how important the the importance of making your daily deposits is really being. I think it's really good that because uh, we really only had like a couple of of I don't want to say like followers of Christ on like in terms of the female like okay. given given their stories of, of you know what it was to uh, serve. serve and you know kind of come to that kind of realization so so anyways besides your, well, your you habit, made one point I don't want to forget uh-huh. you said one word you know I'm big on words mm-hmm. you said reap and I, I'm glad you said reap mm-hmm. because you reap what you sow and in terms of habits what are you sowing mm-hmm. because if, if you take up your cross mm-hmm. daily that means every day is a new day to sow, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times you want to reap the harvest, but they haven't sown anything. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't put that seed in the ground, how are you going to be mad that, yeah. you know what I'm saying, you didn't get your fruit? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. And I want to go back to you saying you found uh, you found yourself in a very deep, uh, hard, depressive season in your life. Mm-hmm. And Bruh, the moment you said that, I automatically went back to you saying that you always thought the negative mm-hmm. out of situations, and so it was when you talk about reaping and sowing. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like get on you or nothing, but it was just the I mindset, the mindset yeah. of of always thinking you're in a, like something bad is gonna happen, yeah. and then you find yourself in something bad happening, Ooh. like a constant like cycle of so. Um, what what changed? Like what 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 was the point? Your turning point. So it's actually like, oh god, I miss. So when I say like miserable, like mm-hmm. I honestly feel like I was at the point where I was spiritually dead. Yeah. Like Ooh. it it was it was very rough. Mm-hmm. And one summer, it was literally summer, June twenty twenty two. I'm on Instagram, and one of my friends posting, and she's like, oh, um. I'm doing this juice cleanse, mm-hmm. da, 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 X, Y, Z. And I'm not going to lie, for like the past five years of my life, I've attempted to lose weight, mm-hmm. but it was just also something that was just like, I'm going to try it. It's not going to work though, but I'm yeah. going to still do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, the only reason why I did the juice cleanse, because I just thought like the, the marketing, like the, bo- they were cute. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, let me try this. This looks cool. They look uh, good. Like I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so wild did the cleanse. Um, a few days after I did the cleanse, I remember trying to eat, like, food that mm-hmm. I would, like, eat before, yeah, like, I did the cleanse. Mm-hmm. I threw up all day. Uh-huh. Like, it was so bad. I threw up all day. And I was just like, wow, like, did my mindset really change? Like, my gut change? Like, all this stuff changed. And so, that happened. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until, like, a few months later where, like, I kind of, like, was shown, like, the reason why this is happening, like, you did that cleanse, that was kind of, like, your first step in detoxing, mm-hmm. like, what was all, like, Ooh, within, and when I tell you, that's when everything started coming together, it was like, no, don't do this, don't eat that, why are you indulging in this, why are you going there, why are you doing that, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. when, like, my eyes started to open, and, mm-hmm. like, I really do feel like, like, God pulled me up from the pits and was like, come on, girl, like, let's go, it's time mm-hmm. to go, like, come back to me, because, again, mm-hmm. always grew up in the church, mm-hmm. Always, like, was in the church. I had a church family, church friends. Like, even till this day, like, we're locked in. But when I went to North Carolina, when I was in undergrad, again, I just lost sight. Yeah. Went away. Again, spiritually dead. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't till I did that cleanse yeah. where I felt like I was finally coming back. Like, even it was the small things. Like, I stopped mm. going to church my sophomore year of college just yeah. because I didn't. I didn't find a new one because yeah. I was going to one in Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. Then when I got to Greensboro, I just, it wasn't even like, I just stopped and I wasn't going on social media. Uh-huh. Like, you know, mm-hmm. how, cause they started, cause COVID, they started yeah. streaming stuff. I just, I didn't do anything. Yeah. It was just me, what I saw on Instagram uh-huh. and <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm so locked in. Yeah. Ga, ga, ga. But no, I wasn't like, I wasn't. And so, um, yeah. So basically what was I saying? 
the detox? So yeah, when I was like reading, mm-hmm. um, I was like reading about detoxes and juice juice cleansing, yeah. and I was relating it to like the Bible and scripture, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I was I found this article basically, uh-huh. and it was it? just like, yeah, like. It was a juice cleanse, but essentially, like, that was a type of fast. Uh-huh. It was, like, a fast that you were doing. Like power your body. Up. Yep. Yeah. And it was, like, yeah, yeah. all you're depending on is these fruits, these nutrients, like, all this healthy stuff. And... Kind of like a Daniel fast. It's kind of... It, no, literally. Uh-huh. That's exactly. And so, it's, like, kind of like a spiritment. Like, oh, excuse me. Spiritual mm-hmm. enhancement, in a sense, because, again, you're detoxing. Mm-hmm. And you're taking yourself away from, like, what you want. Like, mm-hmm. you're basically starving your flesh, in a sense. And you're just taking the fruits, taking the nutrients. Mm-hmm. And... So yeah, I I ultimately and I thank God every day. It was the cleanse, mm-hmm. I, and it's so wild to say like you know most people be like oh well this happened to me yeah. that happened to me but it was just like no me finally just deciding like okay I'm gonna stay because I'm not gonna lie I again I've attempted to lose weight before yeah. and every single time it falls through but there was something different about this cleanse I didn't yeah. cheat yeah you be cheating uh-huh. I didn't cheat <laughs> I did the cleanse two days straight and like I said even when I got off of it tried to eat mm-hmm. came right back up so it was like after mm-hmm. that that's when I knew. But like I was saying, like, it was the little things in terms, like, I was, after I did the cleanse, I was wanting to go online and watch some sermons. I was Uh, wanting to go watch church services. And I was like, wait. And that's when I realized, like, and then even, too, like, I was wanting to talk to God more. Uh I started praying more. And it was at the end of the summer. A few people know this. I did not want to go to Richmond. (laughs) I did not want to go to Richmond. I fought all summer. Like, my parents were like, just go. Grad school, grad program, great opportunity. You have a job. You have this. You have that. And I was just like, no. Like, I don't want to go to Richmond. And, like, not to say, like, I I just didn't want to be around people I kind of grew up with in high school. Because, like, I've always, again, I've had dreams. I have visions of Mm. just always have it was just a different life but see that was another thing i was trying to control everything in my head Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't until the end of summer where i finally was like okay god i surrender my plan to you i literally don't know what's gonna happen in the next few months but like please take the wheel Mm -hmm. and so again i was back and forth between if i was gonna go to richmond or if i was gonna try and find a full-time job and work Mm -hmm. i ended up in richmond and when i say it has just been blessings ever since and so this yeah this journey has really just been uh it's just been so like fulfilling um so enlightening and powerful impactful like mm-hmm. and it's again every time i just sit and think i'm like wow like i really used to live like this yeah. i was really heavy when i say heavy in the world like heavy in the world that's all i knew yeah, yeah. like that's literally all i knew and it's yeah. crazy like even so growing up i was never in the world i was never into celebrity like celebrity gossip celebrity this uh, yeah none of that even like people like my my siblings clown me but i literally just like used to listen to the radio i was never into rappers and mm. like all these like it was just never that and when i got to college though and mm. i started getting a little attention mm. like all of a sudden i want to be on social media i want to be posting this i want to be posting that yeah, yeah. and it was just like that it was, was outside. yeah literally and but like that was never me growing up Tight. and so it was just like wow when I was spiritually dead, I was, again, living in the world, like, completely lost sight of myself, lost the hold of myself, really. Mm-hmm. And so just to, like, get back on track, on this path, trying to keep going is, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. Because something that she said, you know, I said words. She said detox. Mm-hmm. And to the, to the viewer, spiritual diet, which ties into your habit, right? Yeah. Once you go through that detox that the Lord gives you, once he gives you a vision of what's not no longer for you, your stomach and your spiritual stomach won't be able to even mm. obtain what you used to for. Mm. You can't go into that club anymore. Mm. You won't be able to be around certain people anymore. You mm-hmm. can't engulf yourself in doing the same things you used to do. And I think it's beautiful that, you know what I'm saying, you learned that through your, you know what I'm saying, your fast that you probably didn't even know that you were fasting. Or I didn't. You know what I'm saying? That Daniel fast <laughs> where you just eat fruits and vegetables, you know what I'm saying? If you're allergic to that, you know, you know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah, that, that's, that's so beautiful. Um, so, as a person who was in college, you know what I'm saying, can you explain, like, how hard it is to live a God-fulfilling life? Before you answer that, I want to I wanna make the the correlation between, right, It's it seems like you had the yearning and the desire to to 
use this juice cleanse because you said you was trying to lose weight mm-hmm. and nothing else was working. So you was like, let me just give this juice cleanse a shot, right? And this is, wait, so I get the timeline right. This is your senior year of, of A&T? June. It was right after I graduated. Right after you graduated. Right after. So you just finished college, right? So you, you just did a whole, you did three years at A&T? Yeah. So you just did three years in college, right? And if, if y'all know HBCUs, A&T, uh, A and T get get crazy. Get active. Right? So you you had your fun at A and T, right? The guys like <laughs> guys like all right, bet you go ahead. You know what I'm saying? You do whatever you are, but but I re- I remember how much you have the desire to lose this weight, right? And so it comes to the end of your of your college uh, career, and you're like, I'm just gonna try this juice cleanse, and you're you're not even thinking about the the spiritual like Nick said the spiritual attachment that mm-hmm. it had to it mm-hmm. and so it takes two days for what a, a detox that you plan for your body that God planned for your spirit mm-hmm. I feel like you I, worded that beautifully I really, I really I really I really it is so crazy because he wow. really gave you the desires of your heart how much wow. how much that was on your heart to lose that yeah. weight and he was like, "I'm gonna give it to you." And in this process, wow. you're going, you're, you, you are wow. going, you're going to become a completely new person, more than just physically, a new creation. And that that is so wow, crazy. And how much? And, and I can only imagine, like anything, if anybody wanted something in their life, mm-hmm. and you ask God, like you know, and it's completely failed and mm-hmm. failed and failed, and then you were obedient. You were obedient and and obedient. before before you cheated yeah. before you was cheating the, the stuff and this time you said no I'm not gonna cheat it yeah because I like these cute little bottles on here I like I like how little bottles they yeah. got they, they, they got the pink hat exactly. <laughs> like, you, know, you go Monday got the green one Tuesday these got little, the little special they color coordinated by the day and you just like man like I'm just gonna do this juice cleansing mm-hmm. for two days and two days all it took shorter than it took. Mm-hmm. In two days, you was Amen. you was resurrected spiritually and also physically. You have a new drive and a new uh, driving force for for your life, and that was, that's just amazing. God, that's so beautiful. That's all because of this Mango Monday. Exactly. <laughs> this Mango Monday. Please. But that's beautiful. <laughs> oh Amen. How you said you grew up in the church, and this is for all the you know future parents of the world and current parents. Train up a child in the ways, and they will never yeah. stray away from it. Yes, sir. And it's so beautiful how you said that because even though you know you might have wandered off, he'll leave the ninety nine to go get the one. Right. Yeah, damn. Mm-hmm. So we serve a good God. Amen. And you know what I'm saying? The the obedience that y'all both have highlighted mm-hmm. is, is is such a beautiful thing, especially like being like a young adult at our age, but we're ranging from twenty two, twenty three, but you know, fresh college grads, mm-hmm. and he about to graduate soon, so y'all better. Cash app. I'm gonna put a cash app. In there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, feeling generous. If you're feeling little, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So like, as a person who was in college, how how do you feel like is like the lifestyle of college? Do you feel like it's very difficult to live a gospeling life? And like, what's that experience like? I feel like I feel like for me, mm-hmm. it's I don't want to say it's different. But just my journey, Mm -hmm. when I first started out college, I had very strong community. Um, Mm. I had friends who supported me, had friends who helped me. But I ended up transferring. So I started off at Winston-Salem State University. And then I had a really good group of friends there. But then I transferred to A&T. When I transferred to A&T, I transferred during the pandemic. And so, wasn't much, you know, connections, Mm -hmm. interacting, going on. But in the process of me transferring from Winston-Salem, for transferring from Winston-Salem to A&T during the pandemic, I feel like that was also a period of time where I kind of lost myself just in terms of, I was like, okay, well, you know, we're quarantined. I'm not with my friends in North Carolina anymore. You know, I'm here by myself. And that's when I started indulging Mm -hmm. in things that were not helping me grow. Mm -hmm. And then to the point where I was really isolated, mind you, didn't have to be, but my mindset was so closed minded Mm -hmm. that I feel like anybody that tried to like help me or anybody that did try to like get close to me, it was just an automatic like, not 
cut off, mm. but I'm not giving my full self to you. So yeah. it's like, again, in my opinion, transactional. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely did have my fun. Don't like, don't get me wrong. I had friends. Mm-hmm. I had fun. But just the mindset I was in, I feel like, you know, having like those connections, having people in your corner, like Mm. even living in the college life, if you have the right people, if you have the right community, if you have the right people behind your back, Mm. I don't like, for me, in my opinion, like it's not going to be a problem. Like, yes, there's going to always be parties. Yes, there's going to always be kickbacks, functions, drinking, brunch, whatever the case may be. But I also feel like if you have a solid group of friends, if you have a solid foundation, like y'all can, you know, maneuver around, like y'all are going to go through that together. They can catch you when you fall. Of course. Mm -hmm. But when you're isolated (laughs) and when you're by yourself, that's when it, Mm -hmm. that's when it gets very, Mm -hmm. emphasis on the devil's Mm playtime. And it only takes one small mess up one small compromise one small falling into temptation where uh, the devil is like he he's excited like he's yeah, ready to compromise com- that compromise the small compromises become big ones huge like literally be taking you down paths that you never ever 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 just seen like or vision anything that like for your life mm-hmm. and so um hey you want a bathroom for a storm cocaine <laughs> That's mm. not funny, but mm. no, you're right. It goes from it goes from. You know what? Mm. I'm a party. You know I'm gonna go to this party. You know what? I just one shot ain't gonna hurt me. Mm-hmm. Two shots ain't gonna hurt me. Shoot, let me just smoke this blunt real quick. Mm. You know what? Oh, they said this will make it the high better. All right, let me put that put that in there. Mm. Next thing you know, what's that? I snort. I just went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know you in a bathroom throwing Doing up a whole room around the toilet. A whole room. <laughs> around the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Because that one, everything's and I, I, y'all should watch the movies called Nefarious. Uh-huh. And the um the guy who was demon possessed, he literally said it. It starts with compromises and small agreements, and that's how demons mm. take demonic possession. It comes to a bunch of agreements. And you know, two can't. What's that? Two can't be joined unless they are agreed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So those small mm. compromises. That's why it's important that she said community, because you know, environment is important, 100%. especially when it comes to God. Cause, you know, honor sharpens honor, but also when God is gonna bless you, He preps the environment first. Think about it like this: God didn't make man until he, after He made the earth. Mm-hmm. He always preps your environment first. So also having that sense of community, because also He made Eve because it's not good for man to be alone. So make sure who you're in community with can uphold your, you know what I'm saying, your character and your walk with God because when you are isolated and you start making small compromises. Mm, it's only a matter of time. I'm not saying you might not do crack, but it may not be crack, but now it can lead to pers- promiscuity. Mm-hmm. It can lead to, you know what I'm saying, you don't want no kid too early. I don't care. Y'all can judge me. But you don't want to have a kid in an unpredictable situation. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to, you know what I'm saying, be an addict to drugs or alcoholism. You know what I'm saying? Just be mindful of the small compromises you make because they could lead to bigger ones to the point you're down a hole. I thought yeah. we, we kind of cut you off. You remember where you were? Oh, yeah. I don't. Oh, so <laughs> so you were talking and talking. I'm sorry. I'm oh, no. Mind. I think, no, that's very important, though. Like, 100%. Like, I think that's a big emphasis on it. Like, I think people don't realize, you know, it becomes a carnal mindset. Like, one thing won't hurt. God will forgive me, you know, but it's like, no. Like, he will, of course. Like, you know, he'll give you, show you grace, show you mercy, but it's like, no. Like, you should be wanting to, like, tighten up, like, get yourself together just so you're not even allowing the enemy to come and even have playtime, to come and even, like, you shouldn't be tiptoeing around that. Like, it's so serious and it's so deep and people don't really understand, but it's the small things like they matter just like back to our habits the little things like it's so serious it's like that's one thing i just want like uh, like really people to be aware of it's mm-hmm. just like <laughs> the carnal mindset the compromising thinking like you know i can do this like one time won't hurt but it's like you don't know what you doing you don't know what portal that's opening you don't know what you know could happen 10 days, like, you know, down the line, just from that one little act of disobedience or you doing something that you know you should not be doing. What was your your change of, of heart? So you, you you started, right, you did the detox, and so you started uh, reading your Bible more right. and, uh, you know, listening to the Word more and, and doing all that kind of stuff. So what was, what do you feel like was the the season or the moment where you really started to have that change in your heart where it was like, I don't want to displease God anymore. 
Cause I feel like mm-hmm. that's that's like we talk. Like I don't have a short a short memory, right? I remember when I was just like, I'm just do what I want. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like uh, anything against God. It was just something more like, I'm trying to get mine. Like I that's care so about me. Desire. I care about me more right now than I care about what He wants. Of and it, it it took it takes that, um, just not wanting to d- disappoint God. And it's just like. Well, yeah, it just it, your your whole heart just changes, and yeah. so for me, it was it was just reading my word and, and really just diving in it. So, what was what was that point for you? So, <laughs> it's actually funny. So, like, of course, like the initial was like when I got to Richmond, like just mm-hmm. everything, like blessings just started pouring down, and that was like really great. Mm-hmm. But what really got me on fire mm-hmm. and like building the relationship with God and literally following him mm-hmm. was well, it took a toxic situationship, a very toxic situationship. And <laughs> there's this boy, oh my gosh, like It's always a boy. Yeah. It's always a boy. It's so yeah, it was this boy. I really, really liked him and plus two, he was in the church. Like he was very active in the church. So I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. Like he's in the church. Like, you know, I'm growing in God. Like this is gonna be great. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't again it was a very toxic situationship and so literally me just going through that the anxiety the fear the worry like just mm. me being degraded the way i was treated like Mm-mm. that forced me to build to strengthen my relationship God, it forced me to read word it forced me to read more plans because i was like i was like slipping away like in terms like i was not mentally okay yeah. like constant anxiety constant worrying constant thinking to the point where i'm not even thinking about school mind you i'm in richmond for school for work i'm thinking about a boy like i'm thinking about why he did this why he did that and so it literally forced me to strengthen my relationship with god and then even to me being in the situationship itself yeah yeah I knew I wasn't supposed to be in that situation shit, but what did I want to do? Like, literally. So I wanted to be there. I wanted to talk to him. And when I tell you, like, I started getting consequences for my disobedience. Mm -hmm. And they were loud. Like, just to, like, give you a little insight, a few things. Like, I remember one day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe this happened. One day, I'm going. I'm literally supposed to be going to work. I'm mm-hmm. on my way to work. I'm mm-hmm. late because I was leaving another job mm-hmm. to go to work a basketball game at mm-hmm. VCU, and texting this boy. Two <laughs> Texting this boy, mind you. No, I'm not supposed to be talking to him, especially after like something that had like just recently happened. Mm-hmm. I'm texting him. Da 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 da. I'm leaving my leaving my apartment complex, and. The gate starts closing. Mind you, I'm texting him. Mm-hmm. The gates start closing. Usually when you come to the gate, like, it stops. Mm-hmm. But that gate did not stop. And it closed on my uh, my window. And my window slammed against, like, my actual, like, car window. Mm-hmm. The window came off and it broke. Mm-hmm. So that was the first... Mind you, this is all one night. So that was the first thing. So I, like, pull over. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, what just happened? But mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got to get to work. Like, I'm already late. Yeah. Cool. So I start driving, go to the game. I leave early because we're talking. Mm-hmm. Like, usually after, like, halftime, third quarter, like, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. And so I start leaving. I left early that night, and mm-hmm. I was going to go to his house. Mm-hmm. Mind you, knew I was supposed to be going to his house. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but literally, mm-hmm. so I'm texting him. I'm like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. So I leave the game. Someone hits my car. While I'm leaving the game, behind the Seagull Center, I'm here. This guy's coming, and it was mm-hmm. just like, and he hits the side of my car. I got a dent. His car was fine. My car was dented. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, like you're speaking right now, God. Like I know I'm not supposed to be going to this house because first it was my window, now my car. And this is all within, like again, the window happened right before I got to the game. Uh-huh. The car happened right when I left the game. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to be going. Yeah, yeah. But what do I do? Keep doing me. I'm driving, uh-huh. driving, driving. Oh I God. get to the, I get to his house. <laughs> Dang. Oh, oh, no, 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 what? I know, I know. It's so bad. Bro. No, no, no. It's I hit the register. Like, like, hey, you want you to go wait till all your tires come off? Like, what? Please, I know, I know. I was so stubborn back then. No, I, it's, it's foolish. It was very foolish, but you know me. I kept going. So, you could have went to get a rental. You had to just go there. Like, nah, like the dent. With the dent in my car, I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? Hey, you pulled up there. Did you do? Did 
what did you do? With a broken window, you got a natural hydraulic. You tired fucking everything. It was so bad. You like what's wrong? You like oh. I just want to come see you. No, it was real. Yeah, ride no. or die, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no, thinking about it is bad, but literally, yeah. I get to his house and I literally lock my keys in my car. Oh, oh my god. So my it was like, yeah, it was just literally back to back to back. And I was just like, wow, like, I knew I wasn't supposed to go, but it was like, again, consequences for uh-huh. my disobedience. Like,. <laughs> So, yeah, all in all, I say that to say it really did take, and not only that, again, like, it was just very, in my experience, traumatizing. I didn't realize how traumatic it was until I got out of it, Mm. but really, it's that situationship, and then seeing everything that he started, like, doing for me, once I let that go, Mm -hmm. like, when I tell you when I let that go, miracles, and that's why, that's another story, but it's like, yeah, going to Richmond, Mm -hmm. Going through that traumatic experience and just seeing how God showed me so much grace and mercy through that experience as well. And it, like, ever since, it's just been journey. Again, wanting to do life now <coughs> with God. Mm, that's beautiful. Because I also do think that's too, like, yes, you should want to, like, love, love over everything, serve. Everything that you do in this life is, like, you know, for the benefit of others. But I think it does come to a point where, you know, you're trying to do, do, do mm-hmm. everything for God. But I think it's very, very important that you do life with God, mm-hmm. incorporating him in everything that you do. And not just doing it for, not just doing it for a blessing, not mm-hmm. just doing it for a miracle. Not, not like It's not, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's not transactional, like doing life with God. And so. Our partner. And I want the reader, I mean, not the reader, the viewer to also remember delayed obedience is this okay? 100%. Don't end up in the belly of a whale like like Jonah trying to not go to Nineveh. I was I was about to reference. I feel like that was a big sermon I watched. I know everybody be doo-dooing on Michael Todd, but he had this he had this he, he had a he lot had of controversy one, right now. He a lot, but he had this one sermon <laughs> yeah. about obedience mm-hmm. and I think it was absolutely right. amazing and that really what the, exactly what he, he talked about the late being uh, obedience being disobedience. Mm-hmm. And yeah. How much we just be like, oh, I'm away, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. like, and, and just for the context of, of this situation, it's like, I know this dude is bad for me, but I'm away. Like, I know this girl bad for me, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm away. Like, and then and it's something else happening, and God's like, yo, get out of there. And you like, God, I'm gonna get out of there soon, but yeah. you know, I'm just gonna get one more time, like one more time, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Well, I mean, he's like, no, show you something again, like get out of there. Yeah. He was like, ah, I'm away. And just how much we repeat that cycle, like you said, the devil works in cycles. Devil works in cycles. God bro. works in seasons. And um, talking about seasons, uh, I, I want to emphasize the point of, of nothing being wasted, right? Mm-hmm. And in every season, everything that happens in a season, nothing. The, in that next season you're going into, nothing in that season was wasted, mm-hmm. right? So the the season of you and your childhood and, and your parents taking you to church, and really if you just think about the totality of everything that's happened in all of our childhood, in your childhood, whoever's listening, and you think about what carried on to middle school or carried on to high school and the, the tools and, and the lessons that you learned uh, when you were younger, how that carried on to high school and, and kind of pushed you forward to be able to make better choices and better decisions mm-hmm. and just how when you was in college everything you learned pushed you forward to that point mm-hmm. to after college and now you know in the situation with this dude right I bet you don't make the same mistake twice mm-hmm. so it's it's important of of realizing mm-hmm. and I think about this a lot my one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. by C.C. Winans The Goodness of God mm-hmm. um, that song really just had me reflecting and how much God has been so faithful through every season of my life and when you just when you just think about it it's it's really crazy because there was so many times like that day in your car could have been more than a dent right and you locking your keys in your car could have turned up because you don't know like I don't know what the situation was but you don't know how that situation with that dude could have ended you never right and so it's just how how merciful and graceful God is mm-hmm. to just to just let you walk away with a ding in your car and a, and a busted up window Amen. and you know that's that's it's, it's 
really beautiful. And even praise through those type of times, because you might be convinced that, like, dang, God, you allowed this to happen. Mm-hmm. But as you got on that highway, you never know you could have crashed and mm-hmm. you lost your life. You know what I'm saying? So being faithful and, you know, praising through even those moments. And, you know what I'm saying? Also, be gracious with yourself because God's gracious with us. But let's speak about. Um, I want to I wanna talk about, too, just the, the reality of even though God is all so good and it's to a point where it's like, I'm sure ending that 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 relationship with that dude had to hurt a little bit. Oh, of course. And so I, I even though like that that relationship was used for your benefit, I want to just like you talk about holding attention, hold the attention of it was used for my benefit, and this this relationship took a big piece of me. Mm-hmm. Like it and took a lot fun. of it took a lot of emotional stress, a lot of. Uh, just like you said, anxiety and mm-hmm. worry, and took a real toll on you, which was used for your glory, but and it it, it took a toll. So mm-hmm. not dismissing the fact that that it was still hurtful, yeah. hurtful, you know. Of course, and I literally remember even after it ended, I remember praying like, God, I thought like once it ended, like mm-hmm. I'd be fine. Like, why am I feeling all this hurt? Like, yeah. why am I still feeling? Like, why am I still having anxiety attacks? Why am I still? you know, thinking about this 24-7, like, I thought I would feel better, but, you know, as time went on, like, it was just lessons, I, like, so many things learned, not just about, like, what I was tolerating, but, like, myself, like, stuff I was learning about, like, me, and, again, how I was tolerating things, how I let things happen, how I basically, in a sense, taught him how to treat me, and so, um, it was 100% very hurtful, but, like, now, I don't want to say, like, you know, I'm jumping for joy, but I do have joy, Mm -hmm. you know, I do have peace within the situation just because, like, it had to happen for Mm -hmm. me to be here. It had to happen so I could even sit here and talk about it and not get sad, not be Mm -hmm. upset. Um, And even, like, the whole car situation, like, it's it's funny. Like, it was funny, like, well, it's not, it wasn't funny back then, Mm -hmm. but, like, literally five five months later, like, I got a new car. Mm -hmm. And it was all because of God. Like, it was just, like, the little things, like, just from letting that go, mm-hmm. finally surrendering, so finally putting it in God's hands, it was like, okay, this is why you had to go through it. And then also, since you were, since you did that, finally, like, since you gave it to me, here's this, here's that. You know, God always gives us everything we need. Like, we have everything. Exactly. Yeah. And he restores it. So it's just like, once I finally let that go, it's like other things started coming, not just like, you know, material things like that doesn't matter but like internally like the wisdom started coming the knowledge started coming like exactly like i started really feeling and like hearing the holy spirit more it was just a completely different like headspace and so god is great like always like amazing no for sure that's that's like that God's really good. Like he'll restore everything that, you know what I'm saying, was stolen from you. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? When you come in that full submission, because people don't realize it, like part of you some more anxiety attacks. And this is what I tell people all the time to combat anxiety. Anxiousness and anxiety is synonymous with worry, right? You get worried and get anxious when you're trying to be in control of situations. You have mm-hmm. to submit. Once you submit and cast all your worries and all your burdens upon him, your anxiety begins to go away because mm-hmm. you ultimately you're not in control. Mm-hmm. We'll never be in control. That's why you leave your worries and cast upon your cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. You know what I'm saying? So that's just beautiful how like once you really submit to God, how he really restores mm-hmm. that peace of mind because the peace that he gives you the world can't give you. All the stuff down. that we do, especially like whether it be in college, after all this stuff we chase that we think brings us happiness, it comes with a price. And the stuff that he gives comes with no price. You might go out to the club, you might be lit, but now your stomach hurt and you throwing up. You know what I'm saying? And you, you feel bad stuff. about it. You just, you know, remember, you, you, you wake up, mm-hmm. you don't know who that is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, you know what I'm saying? I urge all the viewers, you know what I'm saying, build that relationship and just submit your will and your desires because the, the peace and all the stuff that God provides is way better than what the world can mm-hmm. because... You don't want to pay that tax, especially in this season of inflation. Yeah. Please. Do you have any questions for her? Oh. I ain't gonna lie though, but, but, the, but let's go back to the car. Please. <laughs> Please. Yeah, no, guys. That was a very, like. Well, I ain't judging. Time. I'm just like. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm just curious, like, so, like, 
did you talk to the police and like get a statement before you went through up to his house? Like, did you did you call your insurance at least? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie. So like, it was my fault. So the guy, yeah, it was because I was so pressed, so in a hurry to get to this man's house because mm. like. And so, it was a stop sign. Well, to my... Okay. <laughs> to my recollection. Yeah. <laughs> like, to be fair, there was a fat bus parked behind the Seal Center, and I could not see the people that had oh, to come. Yeah. And so, I was driving, and I get to the stop sign. I didn't see them, and it was my turn. In mm. my head, it was my turn. And so, I went, and <laughs> again, was it was like, boop. So, my car tinted. <laughs> And his joint, like, there was nothing wrong with it. Like, uh-huh. he maybe had, like, a scratch, but, like, my car was actually, like, fit. like, you could tell it was something. Fit. So, he was just, like, fine, I won't call the police. Like, yeah, he was very, like, he, he showed me grace. He was, like, I'm not going to call the police. Like, grace, beautiful mm. word. Yeah, he's, like, I'm not going to call the police. Like, I'm not going to take your insurance. My car is fine. Mm-hmm. So, like, honestly, like. You're, we're good. Yeah. And he was like, what's your name? Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm Mia, what's your name? He's like, oh, I'm Muhammad, da 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 And he was just like, have a great night. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> again, have a great night with that like, Yeah, because again, like, it was, I was at fault at the uh-huh. end of the day. Yeah. And I'm not even gonna lie, like, don't do this, but like, I, I didn't have my license on me that night either. Mm-hmm. Because I was like switching, I was in between bags, because again, I had just came from my other job, and I was going to the basketball game, so I was in between bags, and I forgot it that night, literally in the other bag. So again, I was just like, please don't, like, literally, and he, I didn't even say anything at first, but, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, don't call the police, don't call the police, like, don't call my insurance, da 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 and he literally was just like, okay, well, my car's fine, so I don't think we need to call the police, I was like, say less, I was like, say less. Well, you know, you just messed up now. Why say that? You messed up, but, like, now, we're gonna relate this to our day, because we all went to church today, right, Mm -hmm. and the topic was identity, Mm -hmm. and trying to go and fulfill her own will, you know what she did? Mm -hmm. She forgot her identity at home. Mm, mm, mm. She mm. left her identity with Christ at home. That's a word. Uh, uh, that's yeah, a word. Like, that's, you gotta go on there, boy. You gotta go on there, child. Revelation. You gotta go on there, child. Fulfill her own. Cause we really had to wow. talk. Shout out our pastor Marcus. That's a bar, Nick. He's so great. No, he's great. Motivate church And trying to fulfill your own will, you left your identity at home and crashed. Wow. Wow. No, that's. That's a word. That was a word. That's a word. I'm gonna. That's. I'm, I'm gonna read this. This I got. I gotta read because when you were talking wow. earlier, you was we were, you were talking about just realizing that God was with you mm-hmm. in, in that whole thing. And so I'm gonna read this this uh, short little passage. It's not super short. It's one through thirteen, right? But I'm. This is Isaiah forty three, and um, I wish I, I knew more about the context of of this. Uh, chapter but i'm gonna replace the word israel with your name go ahead right and so every single time it says israel i'm gonna i'm gonna say need okay Okay? so uh the title is the savior of israel and this is the savior of nia Mm -hmm. but oh now oh jacob listen to the lord who created you oh nia the one who formed you says do not be afraid for i have ransomed you i have called you by name you are mine when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for you because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from east to west. I will say to the north and south, bring my sons and daughters back to Nia. From the distant corners of the earth, bring all who claim me as their God. For I have made them for my glory. Is, is It was who I created them. Bring out the people who, who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. Gather the nations together, assemble the peoples of the world which of their idols have been foretold such things, which can which can predict what which can predict what will happen tomorrow. Where are the witnesses of such predictions? Who can verify that they spoke the truth? But you are my witness, O Nia, says the Lord. You are my servant, you have been chosen to know me and believe in me, and understand that I am 
I alone am God. There is no other God there has ever been and there will never be. I, yes, I am the Lord and there is no savior. First, I predicted your rescue. Then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are a witness. You are a witness that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. Beautiful. That is just so beautiful. Like, it really is. And it just speaks, again, like, how great God is. Like, he 100% loves there, like, for his children. Like When you go home tonight, I want you to read read Isaiah 43 mm-hmm. 1 through 13 and, and replace and replace your I'm going to start praying Israel, that in my prayers like, replace Israel so... with your with your name mm-hmm. and be like read it before you go to sleep and and just keep reading it and you don't have to keep reading it but tonight Ooh, and if you feel the urge to keep reading it and yeah. meditating because because through 23 right mm-hmm. through the 23 years of life right God was with you right and and when Things tried to snatch you from his hand when you were having that the negative mindset or mm-hmm. uh, whatever happened in, in your childhood that tried to snatch you from your hand, whatever happened to you, happened to you in middle school, mm-hmm. high school, and in Greensboro, at Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. whatever happened that tried to snatch you from God's hand, mm-hmm. he was still with you. And whatever the situation with that boy, he was still with you. Everything... Uh-huh. Everything, everything that happened, he he was still with you. Yeah. So that was never leave you nor forsake you, man. I Lord. think that was that's beautiful. No, that's it all. is beautiful. No, it is. Just thinking, like I really just be like getting so happy, like mm-hmm. just thinking about like the life I was living to like where I'm yeah. at now. Like it's just beautiful and like again too like yeah it was like my mindset but really like my heart was hard it was Mm -hmm. cold like and again like me telling y'all earlier like i'm going through life expecting the worst like just doing anything and Mm -hmm. it's just like i had no love in my heart which is wild because in my opinion i i'm a lover like i literally love like genuine love like Mm -hmm. i think it's so beautiful i think it's so sweet i think it's so cute and growing up i was always that like hopeful not hopeless hopeful like romantic like mm-hmm. literally yeah. just like can't wait till i'm married can't wait till i have my family mm-hmm. can't wait till i you know i get in my you know relationship i have this i have that even friends like not even just uh, romantic like actual friendships like family mm-hmm. like you know friend family whatever you want to call it but it's like community it was like i've always admired that connection the genuine connection but when i tell you like those years like in college again like hard heart wasn't like like isolated just in terms of like i would not listen like what nobody had to say like it was either again control i tried to control everything in my life and so just again thinking about where i was to where i am now my heart is literally like it's getting soft and it's Mm -hmm. getting like you know you know god's still working on me in certain areas but my heart is soft now like i don't get i don't take everything to heart because you can't like Mm -hmm. you know you can't but it's just a beautiful experience transition the whole nine yards so i'm basking in my first basking sorry (laughs) but yeah i only got to address that i think this was great Uh, it was a pleasure for us to have you I hope all the viewers enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you guys next time. See y'all.